What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Mental Golf Show. I'm your host, Josh Nichols, and it's been a minute since I posted a podcast. Uh, Things got a little bit busy. I started kind of diving more into helping my players. Um, I figured that's a good thing to prioritize just because they're real people that I'm working with that are really playing in golf tournaments and really do need real help. So I wanted to prioritize that. Um, But I'm back. I'm back today. And I don't know why I do this to myself, but I want to post a podcast every day. I want to have a daily podcast. And, you know, small things that kind of come to my mind, uh, little things that I want to help you guys with, um, things that I've experienced that could probably help you and things that I learned from sessions with players that I learned from them and that all of that stuff, just all in an effort to, you know, be giving you guys help on a more regular basis. So I have something I want to say today. Here it is. All right. I want to talk about having a process and sticking to it. Um, and how the best players that we see, you know, PGA Tour, LPGA Tour, high-level amateur players, uh, the best players at your golf course, at your home course, uh, the best player players in your group that you play with on a regular basis, any version that's better than you uh, or further along in their improvement or at a better skill level than you, probably has a better process than you. Now, within each of those, they can improve their process, but most likely, the better the player, the better and more consistent the process is. So, I mean, have you ever noticed how the best players seem to act the same no matter what event they're in or how important the round is? They they are so consistent especially at the highest level, the PGA Tour, uh, LPGA Tour, the majors, the the players that are playing the best in those events have a consistent process, and they look like they're just kind of on autopilot. Um, Take it back to Dustin Johnson in the Masters. I mean, he he was, the term overused term is unflappable. I mean, he, he just never seemed to get flustered. He had this super consistent process that he would go through under the most intense pressure that he's ever been under, uh, debatably with his U.S. Open win or his other wins that he's been in. He's just so consistent. And that's most likely because they have trained themselves to have a process to go through no matter what. They're confident. They can adapt to any new situation. That's because they've had a set process for more than just this tournament. They didn't just show up and try something new. They've been doing the same thing for weeks or months now, maybe even years. And I noticed, and other people have noticed, a change in Dustin Johnson. Let's take him, for example, again. A change in his process, how he used to... I mean, I guess I don't know exactly how he used to read putts, but there was a noticeable introduction of a more thorough process that he would go through uh, to read putts. He 
he all of a sudden started walking all around the hole, looking at the looking at the slope from all different angles, and and really taking in all the information and and bringing in his brother, his caddy, uh, to to kind of do an aim point type read where he would feel the slope with his feet and really getting all this information. And I just don't think that was something he used to do, but he implemented that years ago and is still doing that consistently. Every single putt uh, that he is having a hard time reading, or even if he's not, he just wants all the information he can get. And he's still doing that years later. And you can see how it's paid off, not just the Masters, but over the course of the last several years and his whole career now, how consistently he's won. Um, and that's not just lent to his amazing new process that he's that he goes through. I mean, he his athletic ability, his his practice routine, his fitness regimen, his diet, I'm sure. I mean, his whole life has shifted to being this process of just super high quality that puts himself in the best position to to play his best every time. But he, in other words, he didn't just try up and show up and try something new at the Masters and it worked out blindly. He's been doing this process for years and has has honed this process. And I think you can learn something from that. And and the best players have a routine they go through before and after rounds. They have a set warm up routine that is purposefully planned out. You know, you don't. Something I learned from a player recently was was planning a a real pre-round warm-up like planning it not just showing up and i feel like hitting some balls and and before you know it you you've been hitting balls for 45 minutes and oh my goodness my tee time's in 10 minutes i need to go hit some putts and and you're kind of you wear yourself out on the range you go to the putting green you whack some putts quickly you feel hurried and and you don't really get the speed of the greens down, even though that's debatably one of the most important parts of the pre-round warm-up, because you didn't show up and plan it. and Or you didn't plan it the night before, or you haven't been going through this consistent routine. You kind of just showed up and tried something new. And, and it's important to plan your process, plan your pre-round warm-up, um, and, and not just haphazardly do it. And hone it over time, but start with a planned pre-round warm-up, try it for before a round, see what you like about it, evaluate it, uh, adjust it, adapt differently next time, um, and and work on that process and and hone that over time. The best players have a planned pre-round warm-up. The best players have a pre-shot routine that they do before every shot and a post-shot routine as well. Like these things aren't aren't made up. They aren't decided in the moment. They they have a pre-shot routine that they go through. Maybe their physical routine isn't consistent, but I bet their mental routine is consistent. They go through the same mental things. You know, they get the yardage, they get they pick their target, they pick their club, they what's the wind doing? They arrive at a final yardage, they arrive at a final target that they want to land the ball. And then then they commit to it. Mentally they commit to it. And then mentally they trust themselves to hit that shot. 
They trust in their practice. They trust in their pre-round warm-up. They trust in their process. And then they kind of let their minds go blank and just let it rip. And then for post-shot routine, they they have a planned way to accept the result. Like maybe you've seen Jim Furyk. I don't know how close you pay attention to him, but a lot of times he, maybe every time, after every single shot, maybe only the bad ones, not really sure, but after so many shots, he takes another practice swing without the ball. After the ball has already been hit, he takes another practice swing feeling the right motion. And I actually saw Dustin Johnson do this at the Masters. I don't know if he does this all the time, but I saw him, after a bad shot, take a a, a practice swing after his shot and feeling that good motion and and he actually like twirled the club as if he hit it really good in his imagination. Um, and I was working with another player recently who worked with their college coach to implement this acceptance post-shot routine where after every bad shot, she would make a, a good practice swing so that she could walk away from that bad shot thinking, I made a good swing I replaced my bad swing with a good swing. So she leaves without that negativity. She leaves with some positivity. And the best players tend to have this post-shot routine. And they they have an intentional way to evaluate their rounds, analyze their tournaments, and use that info to prepare for the next one. So they, they have this uh, post-round routine where they can evaluate their round based on stats um, you know, how well did they make decisions? How well did they commit to targets? How well did they trust themselves? How well did they accept the result of each shot? They analyze their whole tournaments. They take all their evaluations of each round and analyze the tournament as a whole. How did I do? Uh, how did I do with my pre-round warm-ups? How did I do with my sleep routine? My uh, food intake? My uh, how did I do in bad situations as a whole? How did I do in good situations as a whole? What did I do great this tournament? What did I do? What did I do so-so? What did I do really bad that I need to work on? Uh, and they use all that info to prepare for the next one. And if the best players do all this, then you should too. And so, what could your routines look like? Like, let's get kind of rubber meets the road. What could your routines look like? Something I have been introducing to some of my players slowly, it's a work in progress, um, is kind of a cyclical process that helps players analyze their last performance, prepare for their next performance, actually perform, evaluate their performance, and then start that cycle all over again. So if you're always analyzing, preparing, performing, and evaluating... Even if it's a small five-minute version of each of those, you'll never let something get you down. You can always move on because you're always going to the next step in the process. You'll always be going forward, not backward. And even when you start to slide backward a little bit, which is inevitable in golf, you see it happening in the moment because you're always in this process. You're always looking. You're always being self-aware. This process forces you to be self-aware. So when you start to slide backward, you see it happening and you can adjust as you go. You don't, it's so, it's a lot harder to hit a plateau if you're always 
uh, analyzing your past tournament, preparing for your next one, performing, you know, actually playing the round, evaluating that round, analyzing your whole tournament, analyzing all of your evaluations, preparing again based on your analysis, performing, evaluating. You see the cycle. It's a, it just it's a cycle of improvement. And if you if you stay on that cycle, then you can you can work on never sliding backwards. So within each of those separate parts of the cycle is what's unique to you. You know, wh- how do you do each of these parts? You know, some people like journaling. Some people like um, kind of just sitting down uh, with a drink in the evening to think back through their round. Some people like doing it right before they go to sleep, uh, you know, at helping them go to sleep by evaluating the previous round. I personally like writing things out because I think getting things out of your head onto paper can can help organize things uh, and, and lead to a little less mental chaos. Uh, so I really like journaling. I really like um, actually having a written out process to this cycle. Uh, but it's unique to you. It's how you best do these things. And it's what the best players have done. You know, I can't attest to how the best players in the world specifically do each of these things, but they do some form of this. Uh, and they've they've implemented their own c- cyclical process to always be moving forward and improving. Your progress doesn't have to be blind luck. You don't have to be showing up and hoping things go well and hoping your process is good and hoping, hoping, hoping. You can take control of your journey of improvement. You really can. You can like be intentional about all these things. So I encourage you to have a process, to create this cyclical process, because you can take control of your improvement. So if you want more, um, you can check out my website, foundationsmp.com. That's uh, foundationsmp, as in foundationsmentalperformance.com. Uh, you can email me any questions you have, any feedback. Uh, if you want uh, to kind of talk to me any at any time, you can email me, joshlukenichols at gmail.com. Um, I've had a lot of people reach out to me and, and tell me how, how much the podcast has helped them, how much the interviews have helped, how much my kind of little blurbs like today have helped. Um, so yeah, if you want to reach out to me, joshlukenichols at gmail.com. Twitter and Instagram and really kind of any social media. I'm at Josh Luke Nichols. You can find me there. Uh, Yeah. So I guess we'll catch you guys in the next one. Uh, Thanks for listening.